to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Welcome back to Hashtag Single. I am Jeanette, your host. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited to have you back with us today because I have some really thrilling news. Um, If you've been listening and following along to the podcast, you know that we have had a dearth of single male guests, which is bumming me out because I love having these one-on-one conversations with single men and women of all sexual orientations. So for 2022, I just decided to do something totally new, which is uh, start talking to other women who have podcasts about dating. So if you've listened to January and February, you might have heard an episode with another podcast creator and host. But for March, I have a present for you. We're back to our regular scheduled program where I get to have a one-on-one conversation with both a single man and woman. I'm so excited to have you both with me today. Abby and Paul, welcome to Hashtag Single. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love that I'm always like, hey, guys, it's a party. And people are like, yeah, we're here. We're good. We're ready to talk. <laughs> um, so chill. Yeah. Sorry about that. Please excuse my energy. Abby is a self-proclaimed comedy pop star, which is a title that I absolutely love. Uh, Abby and I met in New York City in a workshop for artists, and she is doing in-person stand-up comedy around the country, and she makes really funny videos, and a lot of her content is around being single and dating. And all of the drama and trauma of being a woman in modern society. So I thought it'd be fun to also pair her up with another comedian. Is it just too much? It might be. Um, Paul and I don't know each other. Paul is another comedian living in Chicago and has a podcast called Singles Only. So you see it all comes together. Paul, thank you so much for being here. And Abby, I think we did a show together at the Laugh Factory in Chicago. I was just going to say, yeah, I was just there... um... Like in September-ish or something. Oh, my God. It's perfect. Well, Paul, you know the rules of the podcast, um, hopefully. You are our our resident voice of the patriarchy. Okay. (laughs) Trying to get canceled? Is that what you're trying to do? No, absolutely not. It's just a joke. We know that you don't represent all voices. But um, as a representational voice of the patriarchy, your job in this world of hashtag singles is to sit back and listen. So Abby okay. and I are going to talk about that. her life and her single world and experiences and universe. And then at some point I'll check in with you just to get your opinion on things. And you can feel free to agree or disagree or share your story, whatever you want. But I'm just going to chat with Abby. You're going to be a fly on the wall and then we'll check in with you later. How's that sound? Muted. Wonderful. <laughs> wow. If only it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of satisfying, right? Abby. Yes, my dear. Tell me everything. Let's start with your journey. What brought you to the place that you are right now as a badass empowered single woman? What is what's your what's your story? 
well, I just moved to LA from New York. Uh, I was single in New York as well. And I've been single for a few years now, which is different for me. I was always in relationships, like probably about a decade of my life. I went from relationship to relationship, long-term relationships. And, um, I think that was great for then. I think you can learn a lot in relationships and I think you can learn a lot outside of relationships. And I was, I didn't think that I was going to be single this long. I thought after my last relationship ended, I thought like I'm going to get snatched up in three months by someone who like really appreciates me and blah, blah, blah. And all, all the things that I thought I was missing with that relationship. Um, and I didn't get snatched up. <laughs> it's it's weird, right? I know. <laughs> didn't get snatched it's a funny up. Feeling. I got snatched up by myself, and I've been oh! really focusing on my career and yes, my spiritual growth. No, I mean I think it is it's true, and you hear it a million times. Like you can't love someone else till so you love yourself. And I do look back and I think that I was really looking for someone else to make me happy. I was really looking for someone else to fill the voids that I thought I had in my life. Like, you know, I want someone who's, you know, really got their life together and who makes a ton of money. Cause like I wasn't doing that. So I was like, they, yeah, I need yeah. someone who's like balancing me. But then I realized yeah. like, I just need to balance me and, you know, get my stuff together, get my money together, get my, you know, spiritual growth together. And, um, yeah, now that I am dating, I do feel I do feel like almost every person I date is a little bit better than the last. Like better in the sense of like a healthier relationship potential, like a healthier person, someone who's you know doing their self-work, someone who's you know in a good place and um yeah, so it's actually been kind of nice. The more that I work on myself, I do see it yeah. reflects. I'm really fascinated. I think it's partially because uh, we're socialized that way as women, but I think it's also part of the artist's story. This idea of, I'm just going to live my life. And then at some point, this other person is going to arrive in my life and it's going to take me to the next part of my journey. And there's this jarring disassociation. When we get to this moment, I think a lot of us, especially when we reach a certain age, for example, a lot of women, it happens at 30. A lot of women, it happens at 35. I certainly hit it at 40 where you're sort of like, yo, I've been expecting this thing to come along this whole time and it hasn't happened. So I've either been lied to, but I also just don't have a plan B. Like no one told me what happens if I've spent a whole decade in my 30s and, or whatever dating and waiting for this next part of my life to happen and it doesn't happen. Like we're very unprepared. But that's I think it's also kind of in line with how we feel as artists. Like we, we also sort of buy into the myth of like if you just work hard and you do the things you're supposed to be doing – in your 20s, and your 30s, eventually you're going to get noticed and you're going to get to the next level. And again, what happens if that just doesn't happen? Like you have to make peace with it in your brain. Yeah. I mean, we're going to die, you know, for sure. <laughs> so like working backwards from there, you know, yeah. you're going like you're born and you're going to die. Like let's work with like the definites, you know, I think that's a good place to be like, oh, those are the stories that we that we don't always see as much of, but I think they really stand out when we hear those stories. Like, 
you know, that person went an alternate path. That's interesting. You know, they, you know, started a, a commune in the middle of nowhere. Okay, these are like cults. Like, I guess like you could either like, where are we going you get this? married or you become <laughs> successful or you start a cult. And honestly, like, right, right. what, like, what's so bad about a cult? You know what I mean? But wait, wait, I just want just to humor your idea for a moment. Would this be like a, like a singles only cult? Um, probably not because like singles are fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's the truth, right? Like that's the problem with the whole idea of like single or, or paired up or whatever partnered up is that, well, everyone is weird. I mean, people who have been in like my friends who like are still with their high school sweethearts. Like, that's a whole brand of, like, weird. Yeah. Because you've only ever, like, known yourself in relationship to someone else. But I like, think that's weirder than being single. Because as you said earlier, when you have to be single, you you had a, a, a nice hard look at yourself and be like, am I happy with who I am? And if I'm not the place where I want to be financially, artistically, socially as a human being there's no one responsible for that but yourself like you you got to change yourself to get there right but the more time I spend by myself I I feel myself exponentially becoming more and more like undateable for sure why (laughs) because I just get to do whatever I want oh because you're enjoying it well probably that's part of it but it's like no one is saying like don't pick your nose and like flick it on the floor. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm solid not solid example. Solid example. You know, like I guess in the past my my partners were kind of like parents to me. <laughs> I uh yeah, I think in the past they're like partners hold you accountable. Partners it's like I live alone in a in you know, I go I walk on the beach every day and I'm like very particular about what I eat. I'm vegan and I'm gluten-free and I'm sober and I burn Palo Santo like every day. And I lie down in the middle of the floor and meditate for an hour every day. And I have this like vintage vase with a peacock feather in, in the living room, you know, like that doesn't make you undateable, Abby. It doesn't make me undateable. But it doesn't help. <laughs> the like whole an- apartment is pink because I wanted it to be. And As it should be, right. So there's just a lot of those things. I just think that I don't know if it's that my standards get higher and higher or if like I become more and more obscure as like a personality and person. But going back to your question of like what what's the plan B? I mean, I think the, you know, the marriage and kids and all of that stuff, it sounds comfortable because that's, you know, that's what we came out of. Like we wouldn't exist if someone didn't want to have kids. Right. Right. You know? Right. Right. That's what we were taught. Like this is the role model for what life should look like. Yeah. It's not even what we were taught. It's like you were born because someone had sex with someone and decided to have you. Like it's, we don't hear the stories of like, the children of couples who don't have kids because those kids don't exist. You know what I mean? Yes. So we all, we are all the product of someone who chose a somewhat traditional path of like dating and having children. 
um, whether your parents got married or they didn't or whatever, at some point, two people came together and made a child. Did you ever feel like there was a specific point in your life as you got older where you had- I didn't get older. I'm extremely young. As but you still aged because you're as you said earlier we're all reaching towards death. So. As you were getting, as you were staying time, the same as age, as time went by, did you ever reach a certain point where you were like, "Shit, I felt like something would was supposed to happen by now, either in your career or in your personal dating life," and like it set off a trajectory or like an experience that you had to come to terms with because what you wanted didn't happen? Well, I think that I've always felt like late. Like I can remember being like a kid and watching like Mary-Kate and Ashley movies and being like, why am I not already doing that? You know, like I feel like I've always felt behind. So yeah, I feel like I'm like, yeah, when I was, you know, very, very little, I wanted to be performing, I wanted to be doing things, you know, entertaining, acting, doing comedy and stuff like that. So, um, and dating too, I can remember being very, very little and just like, could not wait to be able to start dating because life seemed boring with like, as a child. Wait, to find very, very little. Like, very little, like, five. You wanted to date when you were five? I don't think I wanted to date. I think I was, like, a horny child. I think, like, (laughs) what do you – I remember being, like, why – like, oh, it sucks that you have to be, like, a more grown-up person to, like, have sex and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way you were five and thinking that. Yes, I was five and thinking that. I was like, oh, like, I can't wait. Like, I always wanted to hang out with, like, guys. Like, I had, I fell in love with my next-door neighbor when I was probably five or six. And I kissed him on the hand and told him I loved him, and he didn't say anything back. So, yeah, like, I've been dealing with rejection for a while. He didn't want to commit. Yeah, I understand. I know. I mean, there were some – there were probably hotter options in the neighborhood, but we were next-door neighbors, so I thought I, like, had him on convenience. But whatever. He was older. He was probably seven. And um, I, I think, yeah, I think I'm constantly striving for more. And I think that's a terrible way to live because um, by always wanting to be somewhere you're not, then you're never where you are and yeah. never like appreciating that and feeling present. Yeah. So you dated for a decade in what you said was sort of like serial monogamous relationships. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And when did that decade kind of end? That was like, like before the pandemic, like maybe a year and a half or so before the pandemic. I've been on the apps. I've done so many things. I mean, my mom was running my dating apps for a while. I'm sorry. We have to talk about this. Yeah, my mom. You can't was, just you can't just drive by that. My mom was managing my dating apps because I was busy and I didn't, and it was bumming me out to like put all this energy into the dating apps and then not seeing the results that I wanted. It was like I would match with a million people and like three of them would actually ever message me. Yeah, that's like, how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and so that and I I'm like using like I'm being like entertaining on these apps. I can't just like be. I can't just be like, hi, how are you? 
I'm like coming with, you know, like jokes and stuff. <laughs> so I'm like putting all this effort into it. I was like, I can't do this. Mom, you take the wheel. If you, she, she kept being like, are you, do you have dates? Do you have dates? I was like, if you want me to have dates, like you do it. So Abby, she, this is highly unusual. I'm sorry, but I hope you know that. I don't think I've, in all of my years of doing this podcast, no one has ever told me that they had their mother manage their dating. Have you ever interviewed a Jewish person? I have. I think it's, I was like, she has time. She's not working. Like, go ahead. I have so many questions about the logistics of this. So she she logged in. She had the app on her phone. She she made the whole thing on her phone. Like She She made you a profile. Yeah, she made me a profile. And she would match with people and she would vet people. And then if she thought they were like worthy of talking to me, then she would give them my number. But she would do it really early on because she didn't want to lie, even though she's already lying. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, was she having like, were you was she starting a message in the chat? Like, yeah, you can't share an account with someone. She would she would if they messaged us, (laughs) if they messaged me, she would be really brief. She would just try to like gauge if they seemed like safe and decent and if they did, she would give them my number, which also is very strange. Like one person that I went on a date with, and we actually like dated for a little bit. He was like, yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that you gave me your number so quickly. I was like, this person's either crazy or yes. like, really cool. And <laughs> I love this is two options. Yeah. Crazy or totally cool. So Wait, what's your of- mom's like opening line? That's a good Is question. it hi, how are you? <laughs> I should, I should tap. I could text her right now. Let's see if she gets back to us while we're here. Oh my here. God, please. This, um, is, this is pretty phenomenal. What would she say in the, in the things? And what apps What apps was, was your mom, your matchmaker using for you? And was it multiple dating apps as well? You know, I, I'm saying apps and I think it was just Coffee Meets Bagel because that okay. app, before the pandemic, it allowed you, it was one of the only apps that allowed you to go like remote like you could put in any location whereas oh, like oh okay okay bumble or tinder those ones like you have to it knows where you are yeah because so, she's you know wasn't right no that was another me. one of my questions so yeah she did coffee meets bagel and I actually ended up like dating two guys from that so she was a good matchmaker she was and I thought it was an interesting social experiment because she went for guys that I probably wouldn't have on my own but because I trusted her I was like you know what I'm gonna give it a try and they ended up being really nice like you know solid guys who had good families like had their lives together it was good like there maybe wasn't as much of like the chemistry like you know passionate spark that I was used to going for in relationships but then I realized that that hadn't worked for me in the past or it hadn't lasted so you know why not try something different that's the elephant in the room that's like the big social experiment of it it's like obviously your mom probably doesn't know your taste physically in people so she's looking for what we would call like good on paper right yeah so it's an interesting experiment to see like it's kind of like that stupid show, Love is Blind. Like when you take the physical element out of it, when you take the the attraction element of it, does it work better or worse, you know? I tried to do that on my own terms a little bit where I was just kind of like going out with anybody that I felt like I had a good conversation with. But the sad thing is, is that ultimately I'd go on these dates and I it would be friend zone immediately. Like if I didn't want to kiss them, 
the date was a dud. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think Love is Blind is actually really interesting and valuable because it's about getting through the threshold and actually making that connection over more time. Because if you just meet someone and you aren't already in love with them, if you're not attracted to them, you're going to be like, I don't feel this. But if you fall in love with someone, because people fall in love when they're hot and young and then they get old and gross, but they still love each other because they already fell in love. So if you fall in love with someone before you meet them, could that be sustained? Um, I do find that fascinating. I I do think my mom was looking for good on paper, but she also has, you know, like a physical sensibility and she's kind of, you know. So they were hot by your mom's standards. They were like attractive. She was, she didn't want me to be with like, you know. I'm sorry. You didn't take that bait. An uggo. <laughs> <setting you up. laughs> well, well, she finds people hot. Did you did you ever come clean that to these guys that you're I did with one them? of them with one of them because we had gone on a bunch of dates and I was like my mom set this up and he was like I thought it was weird but whatever that's crazy Abby it's also a little <laughs> bit of a red flag of like why would you be like because that that's going pretty much only based on my profile because we hardly had any communication they were willing to go out on a date with me but whatever people yeah we're all we're all doing the best we can who knows it's so weird on these dating apps I'm very scared like fear of what could happen you don't know who these people are you have no idea I know anything like all I want is for friends to set me up with like people they know and trust because then I can be at least relaxed safety wise because I have no idea who you are. You can make up whoever you are on these things. I went on a date once with someone and it was a fun date. And he was like, yeah, actually I'm, you know, I'm 37, not 32. And I was like, that's not a problem. But like the fact that you lied Why is did a you problem. Lie? So now like, I don't want to date you. He's just like, I, I didn't want to like limit who I would be matching with. And I was like, well, you're lying. That's like literally what a lie is. Right. Well, it's what it is, is selfishness. It's like, well, I wanted to have this range, but by changing the age of what I'm looking for, you know, maybe I don't want to meet someone who's 32. So by you lying to me, then it changes what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very strange. I mean, that's the least of the fear things. I mean, I went on a date with someone that I met on an app, like a paid dating app. Um, which I've only tried once and I thought it it was an interesting one. It's like a Jewish dating app. Um, and I was going home with this person and I was like, we're having such a fun time. Like I'm really attracted to this person, like great conversation, blah, blah, blah. And the whole time I'm just like text. I'm like, I have to text my cousin. I was like, you know, what's your last name? What's your address? Like I'm texting my cousin, letting her know where I'm going. Good for you. Yeah, but it's also like, that's so crazy. It's so crazy to be dating people that you're also terrified of. Yes, it is totally crazy. But you you would not be a modern woman if you were naive enough to not think of those things. Right. Like, we're not stupid. I mean, you can't be. You can't pretend that the world isn't the way it is and that that bad things haven't happened. You have to right. take care of yourself and look out for your own safety. And I think that's something that I don't, I don't think a lot of women talk about. Like as part of the dating process, it's interesting to me that your mom gave out your number because guys 
asked me for my number pretty quickly. And I have a theory, and maybe Paul can talk about this later, but I have a theory that, you know, in like Goodwill Hunting and he's like got the post-it and he's got the numbers on it and he's like, how about them apples, right? I have this personal theory that that guys just like getting a phone number as a personal ego boost. Not because they are even real about meeting you, but just, just getting a girl's number like and having it in the phone to scroll through on Friday night feels good. So I don't give out my number until we meet. That's so funny. I never thought about it with that. Also, I have to rewatch Goodwill Hunting because I never knew. <laughs> I think I watched that way too young and I don't like really get what it's about. And I want and I'm sure it's amazing and I should watch it. I don't give out my number often because I'm like, I wait to meet you and see if I want to see you again. Otherwise, why would I give you my why would you have my number in your in your thing? Just like energetically, I don't want my number in your phone, like taking up energy and space like we're now we're connected. I'm saved in your phone. That's too, that's weird. But Permanent. I actually was thinking about that the other day. Like I gave a guy my number and then he sucked so bad. It was also off this Jewish paid dating app thing. And he, I guess was in LA and we matched and then he was back in New York and he, but I didn't realize that the location changed and he was like, do you want to meet up this week? And I was like, I checked and it said he was in New York and I was like, Oh, I'm in LA. Um, you're in New York. If you want, we could do a video date. And he was like, normally I wouldn't, but you seem really cool. Da, da, da. So we do a video date and the app didn't have like a way to do a video oh, date right. on the app. Uh-huh. So I had to give him my number. I gave him my number. We're FaceTiming like on the same platform that I FaceTime my mommy or my grandpa. And this dude we're talking for like five minutes, like getting to know each other. And then he's like, I thought we could talk about sexual stuff. There it is. And I was like, perfect. I was like, if I'm going to talk to someone who's in it, like in another state across the country, it's not going to be to have, like, if I want to have a sexual only relationship, I could, meet someone where I am <laughs> not yeah we could where we could actually touch each other <laughs> yeah I don't know also it's like on the paid Jewish dating site really <laughs> I don't know it was it was wild the, the audacity this is, this is exactly it it's like I just don't trust strangers with the real estate that is my phone number to not send me shit and that I haven't asked for. It happened to me yesterday. On Bumble, okay. this guy, like I had a typo. I meant to say and, and I get, and my phone auto-corrected to abs. And he was and like- Don't Did tell you? me. No, literally. I was just like- And he responded with a photo of his abs. And I was like, ugh, why did auto-correct change, like go for abs over and? And then he was like, did you just ask to see my abs? And I- didn't respond and then he sent me a picture of his stomach which objectively is not abs it's a <laughs> it's an abdomen but it's not what we colloquially refer to as abs right honestly also want, don't send me pictures of your body unless i fucking ask i just want to like it looks like a magician is like revealing <laughs> like with a, like curtains and it's like, there's the hairy donut. I'm not shaming this person for their body, but like. I think if you were to receive an unsolicited photo, 
you are allowed to say whatever the fuck you want and share it with whoever you want. That, it's that's just my like because you know that he want he was like, this is my chance. Looking I want for validation. I'm he wants you to say, this, I'm you're so hot. There's da-da-da. nothing about this picture that there's the only thing to exclaim would be like, wow, that's a lot of hair. And I'm not like a hair shaming person, but like all that you could take away from this is like your stomach area of your body is very hairy, which some people are super into. Maybe that's the angle he thought he was going to get me on. I know that's like a big thing right now, but oh my, I just feel like this could have its own like TV series. It's, it's going to make its way into a new Abby Feldman song. That's what it's going to be. I, I don't, I'm yeah. here for it. Your belly is so hairy and talking to you is so scary never gonna happen again i don't know we're never gonna talk again because he sent that though exactly Exactly. does does he know that did he think this is gonna did he think i know this is going nowhere so i'm gonna get this in at the tail end or does he think this is i'm gonna say now let's meet up shall we ask paul let's ask paul paul we need your help yes welcome to the podcast I know you've been taking a lot of notes, but we are at a conundrum, and we Paul, we now are in need of the voice of the patriarchy. Are you soli- are you sending that. unsolicited uh, pics, abdominal yeah. pics? No, no, it's not a dick pic. It's a, it's know, a picture of a hairy belly button. Um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here for the last thirty minutes that uh, I was trying to bite my tongue. But um, yeah, I think that that guy clearly wanted to send an ad pic, and he saw his first opportunity. Uh, and he probably thought that that was solicited, even though it wasn't. But what was he hoping for Abby to do in response? Uh, he's probably wanting to change the the dynamic of the conversation to start showing pictures so he could see more of Abby. That nice. you nailed it. Paul. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. You're so smart, right? Because if I send this, then she'll send a funny picture of her hand, and then before we know it, it's right. He- this is my anus. Mm-hmm. Well, things- but whatever he's into, yeah. What was the other question? Uh, what am I allowed to talk about now? You're allowed to comment on anything. Um, I want to ask you, well, first off, jump in if you have something you want to comment on. I feel like on, he's, I have, he's I have questions bubbling, for you Jeanette. I think he's... He's bubbling busted. hit me hit me well i mean I, I i have a podcast called singles only yes, where you do. we talk about everything we've talked about here uh, and i have strong opinions personally about stuff versus i don't know if it's patriarchal but uh, well the first thing that you guys brought up i think that's important is that uh we as a society put such a um a value on relationships and having a traditional relationship and you talked about you know people that are still with their high school sweethearts and how that's weird which i agree with you um but i i think there's a new movement and i have a guest coming on that talks about it on my podcast called soloism where people just embrace being alone and uh you know there's no reason why you have to be in a traditional relationship or it doesn't necessarily mean that you're on the apps to get laid either. Like you just want to make connections with people, but some people don't like to be like, I live by myself and I think I will always want to live by myself. And if there was a way to make that work in a relationship, 
I would do that. Um, so it's like Diego and Frida Kahlo had like separate houses and a bridge. That yeah. Attached. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. Women were still uh, property back then, I believe. The good old days. The good old days. Yeah. No, but I think that, uh, I think that we put, we as, especially as creatives, we have so much time invested in, in our, in our craft or whatever that may be that we don't have time for a traditional relationship or we have hours that are not conducive to a traditional relationship. So I'm all for waiting. I know a lot of successful comedians you see now, um, if we just stick to comedy for a second, they didn't have uh, traditional relationships for a big part of their lives. And then when they became successful, that's when they found their match. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe um, unconsciously or consciously, we are sabotaging ourselves from a relationship because our real relationship is with our with our um, with our art. It's interesting you say that because I had a friend once who was in a relationship and it started going really well, and he was like. I'm nervous. I'm not going to be a good comedian anymore if I get happy. Right. <gasps> that's so interesting. And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's so a lot. sick. But I, I, I got where he was coming from. But at the same time, I think that's a cop out. Like you said, we might be sabotaging ourselves because you think you think the artist's life is a certain thing. You think that your art comes out of suffering. But like there's plenty of suffering to pull from while being happy. Right, and I, and I'm not even talking about suffering, and 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 that I'm that is an aspect of it that people have made the argument for not going to therapy, for example. But I don't think it's even that. I just think it's prioritizing your career over personal relationships. Somehow, somewhere, yeah. that became a no-no, um, and I don't I don't understand why that is, especially for women artists, because you know you guys are traditionally supposed to be the the person that stays home and doesn't have a professional career. And now, you know, you're seeing more and more comedians uh, that are female, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's hard for you guys have a whole nother level of shit to deal with, uh, with guys who uh, can't handle not being the funny one. But you don't have to prioritize a relationship. You said you, you've been happy being alone and it's going to be harder to, to date, which is true. You probably will. But so what? Why can't you just embrace that and just get better at what you're doing? And then maybe a relationship isn't a priority, but like an ancillary part of your life and your career is your primary. I think that I that when I am in a relationship, it will be with someone where I feel confident in, in being independent and they do too. Um, but I, even though I have been happy, I have been wanting that partnership. I do want that. Um, and I think I learn a lot when I'm in relationships. I think that I, that gives me the feedback and that mirroring of things about myself. I feel like I learn, I grow. I like that like companionship. I do. I don't want to live alone forever. If like partnership didn't happen for me, I would probably want to live like in a commune or like in an ashram for real. <laughs> because I like, commune. I like also like it is different for a man versus a woman. Like I'm scared 
every time I take an Uber. I'm scared every time right. I'm coming home late from gigs and stuff like that. Like I want someone who's waiting up for me or who's like knows that I'm coming and going and, and all that kind of stuff. But, and I do want to be a mom. So, and right. I, that's a different, that's a whole nother thing that unfortunately guys don't have to deal with. As the timeline. It's so, yeah. it's so, even though you don't want to think about like physically, you know, I probably have like 10 years tops. Have you froze your eggs or you I haven't, I haven't. My dad has been bringing that up though more and more every time I see him, he's like, yeah. Yeah. Have you thought about freezing your eggs? I'll help that with it. It buys you some more time. It buys you more time. But I was at the farmer's market yesterday and <laughs> this woman was like clearly like in a manic state. And she was like, um, I'm vegan and gluten free anyways. But she's like, I'm vegan and gluten free and I'm only eating. I'm not eating any carbs and da, 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 because I have to be really healthy because um, I'm trying to get pregnant. I froze my eggs years ago. I'm 49. Wait, she 49. shared that at the farmer's market? This wasn't even with me. With this the was just like the seller, the veller, the vendor. Oh, lady, TMI. So she, I'm like really struggling with these banks, but she was, she's 49. More power to her if if that's you know the way to go. But like I I I'm open to freezing my eggs potentially, but I also want to have kids at the at my body's natural timeline if it's meant for me because I want to be young and energetic for my kids too. I don't want to like. I hear it. It's hard. If we go back to like something that we said earlier in the conversation, how young girls, Abby and I were both socialized to sort of have an expectation that at some point in our lives, someone would join it. And at that point, the second part of our lives would begin. Do you feel you were socialized in the same way where yeah. you were sort of like waiting for someone in to like come in and, and finish or f I hate the, this word or this concept like Complete. fill what's well, not complete, but like definitely fill an aspect of your life in order for it to begin. Yeah, I think I definitely did. I think where I grew up, everybody was expected to go to college and get married or find someone in college that they can marry. Uh, you join fraternity and a sorority to find that significant other. Um, that's just the way I thought. I thought that's what I was going to do. I yeah. I kept a journal when I was 20 years old and I re I found it again where I'm kind of doing some stuff about it uh, in a blog. But um, essentially if it was, if it wasn't my handwriting, I wouldn't recognize who that person was. It was so bizarre what I thought my life was supposed to be and how I prioritized, you know, being in a relationship Finding a girlfriend, being in a relationship, having kids, moving to the suburbs, having this professional career. And, uh, you know, going back to what I said earlier, I think all of that is negated when you start pursuing something that you really care about. I think when you're a creative, that's kind of, that takes over your priority. And, and maybe some people are that passionate about their careers too, although I can't see someone in accounting being like, oh, this is all I care about numbers. But like, you know, yeah, I, I just think that I just think that that's a big part of it. And so that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I, it's something to think about. And, and lately, since I started the podcast, the reason why I started my podcast was to have people prove me wrong, that it's not OK to be single. And we have a voice of reason who's married uh, has a traditional, uh, life at all times. I 
on most episodes. And so all I've been finding out in almost 300 episodes now is that it's okay to be alone. It's okay to be single and wait till you find what you want. Um, and uh, society, and, and there are non-traditional ways. I'm not talking about polyamory or anything, but there are tr- uh, non-traditional ways to fulfill whatever um, things you need in your life to, to make your life whole. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a strong opinion about stuff like that. And I think everyone is different, but I just think we've evolved a society where this idea of a traditional marriage or a traditional monogamous relationship is not, is not real. You just can't be with someone for more than seven years and not expect to change. I mean, right. we've, we, I'm such a different person than I was seven years ago, let alone who I was at 20, you know? And so people get married in their 20s. It's it's crazy to me. I agree well, with you. Go ahead, Abby. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. The idea, I think we often focus on like you're single or you're in a relationship as like the two modalities. And I think the truth of it is like strive for happiness. Like I, right. you know, like I know people who are very, very happy in relationships. And I know people who are very, very unhappy in relationships. I know people who are very, very happy, single and very, very unhappy. It has nothing to do with the marital status. It's the like, status, right. it's just, are you happy? And I think that, I think, it should be like illegal to not be pursuing happiness in your life because when people aren't happy, that's who like shoots people up. That's who, you know, that's who does bad stuff. (laughs) I'm just going to watch you squirm and come up with another example. (laughs) That's that's who builds the wall with Mexico. That's who sends pictures of their hairy belly button. (laughs) Yeah. That's who starts wars. That's who like, I mean, I really do think, people and this is what I did you know earlier on was you know and I still am doing it to a degree which is probably why it isn't working because like my soul knows that's not gonna be the thing that happens like just because I meet a guy who's funny and handsome and loves his mom and is a gentleman and all that stuff like that that could be great and I might feel really comfortable around that person but unless they're like working towards their happiness and I'm working towards my happiness but that's the thing. It's hard to to be in a relationship. Not always, but if one person is really happy uh, and the other person isn't, how is that fair? Like, if you're happy and then you have to all of a sudden deal with this person who's depressed because you made an agreement till death do you part when you were 25 years old and now you have to suffer because you have this contract that says you are tied to this person who you don't even recognize anymore because they no longer have hair on their abs. Yeah. Well, we can tear monogamy apart all day, you guys. I, but, I mean, yeah. I, but going back to, I mean, I hear you on yeah, that that's, that's the only thing. And, and, you know, people that we all go on these apps, myself included. And, and I like that you, you mentioned the paid app because I think that is important. People that are invested when they pay for an app, I think. Um, Do you pay for apps? I don't know. I okay. I go on apps so rarely. Uh, it's almost like people are like, "Why are you here?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm pretty happy." I go on. Wait, dates. let me ask you something. Is it yeah. is it because you're happy, or are you meeting people in real life? 
No, I, I meet people mostly on apps. But the thing is, what I do is I'll meet people and then even if I don't have a connection with them or we date for a little while, I'm still attached to them in some way, shape, or form. So, for example, I dated someone on and off for a year, but it wasn't going anywhere. And my argument is, why does anything have to go anywhere? And that usually doesn't fly. If you're both on the same page, it right. doesn't. But some people want more. And so she found what she was looking for. And we're great friends. And I'm like her biggest cheerleader. I want her relationship to work with this guy. And I have connections with people. Um, and I go on dates and stuff. You know, for me, I'm older now. So it's like I don't need to get laid as much, which is great. I go on these dates and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I just want to talk and hang out. And I'm not like this horny 25-year-old that's like, Ugh. how am I going to get this girl back to my apartment? Well, let me ask you both this question. This will be sort of our, our, our kind of way to sum up the episode. What is it that you're looking for at this point in your life, having been now through a decade of long-term relationships, Abby, and now reaching this single place in your life or Paul coming to a place of soloism or acceptance of soloism, like what is it that you're looking for right now? Right now, I would love to, I would love to, you know, I'm continuing to do like work on myself and healing and all this stuff, but I don't think I need to like wait to be in any kind of perfect place to find love or to be in a relationship. Um, and when I say find love, I feel like love is a state of being that like I can be in on my own or with someone else. Totally. Um, I, w- I would like to find a partner who I feel like I can totally be myself around, who accepts me as I am and who I can accept as they are and I think Paul made a good point about like being a lady in comedy and someone who can roll with that and you know and stand their own not just because they're hilarious or anything like that but who is just really confident knows what they want I would love to find someone who also has a spiritual practice because that's a huge part of my life and I think when you have a spiritual practice there's less of this pressure on like, I need my person to be everything for me. It's like, we, we have this understanding of there's something greater than all of us. There is like a higher power. There's something within me that's, you know, divine. And yeah, I think that if we're both kind of pursuing our own happiness and we can just share that together and share our joys and share our, um, and enjoy each other's company and like start a family, travel, do our lives. So Abby, it's a long list. I'm not going to lie. Oh, also I want him to be, yeah. I would love just like musical abilities would be really good. That's a huge one for me. Also like, like someone who's like, okay with Judaism. Yep. Okay. Um, I hope your mom is listening, taking notes. Yeah. Property owning would be like ideal, I guess, but not a deal breaker. Okay. Yeah, we didn't even discuss the mom <laughs> setting up uh, the app stuff. Which do you want to comment on that real quick? No, I just think that's funny. I, I had it's an idea amazing. for a dating app a long time ago where it's like arranged marriages, like in India, like uh, where the but parents your, your parents are, are doing what Abby's right. parents yeah. are doing. Yeah. And then they give you a t- you have three choices every day, and it was like always like a doctor, an accountant, I'm- or a lawyer. Just to go back to our original question, 
Because <laughs> we got a little sidetrack there. Sure. Um, what What is it that you are looking for at this current state in your life? <sighs> Happiness. I'm I'm okay. Um, I I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm I'm looking for uh, an agent and a manager. Actually, I see. I see. So, so and they priority. can make you as happy as a yeah. Once partner. I get that, then uh, then everything's going to work out. I think once I get a new manager. <laughs> if so. I'm summing up the episode is that the three of us can be fulfilled in two different ways, creatively or kind of romantically, sexually, and maybe not even at the same time. Like, it'd be interesting to know, does creative happiness and creative success, is it as wonderful as full-time sex? I'm just going to put that question into the ether. It doesn't have to be answered. It's just, just something I'll be thinking about going forward. It depends you know? on the show. You're like, yeah. you can. <laughs> yeah, depends exactly. on the show and depends on the sex. Yeah. But wouldn't it be interesting to find out that like creative people need less sex and maybe less attention from a romantic partner because they have a creative life? It would be interesting to ponder. Yeah. Just to sum things up for my own selfishness, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Do you have a very quick dating horror story that would entertain me? <laughs> I mean, I think I already shared a couple of them. You did. I mean, you hadn't put it in the lens of dating of horror. Of dating stories. horror? Because all dating is really a horror show? Does something come to mind for you, Paul? Nothing that's appropriate for the podcast. What's, what's, <laughs> tell me what's appropriate. I just, I, I had a situation where I couldn't figure out uh, somebody's gender during the, 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 the date. Was it listed on the app that you, they were, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I thought she was a female, but then things were, there were hints that I was wrong or that at one point she wasn't. Right. What I'm saying is like, so on the app, it said that they were a female. Correct. But in person, you think that that might've been a lie. Correct. That's- not a lie, but just not, I mean, she may now be uh, a female, but I wasn't sure if she was. Right. I didn't know if it was. I didn't know if it was like what was going on because also she knew my stand-up so I and my podcast, so I didn't know if I was being punked or if like <gasps> so, there was like cameras. And to this day, I still kind of like waiting for waiting for an answer because I never heard from the person again, and uh, I just kind of felt like okay, well. Maybe. You know, when you guys become really famous, that's just like another level that you're going to have to deal with when you're dating. I think I dodged a bullet really. Like the video dating has been so great throughout the pandemic because you can see people and get a feel for them in a safer situation, especially if it's through the app and you don't have to give them your number. And I had a video date with someone who was very, very like manic, unstable, sweating, didn't sit still the whole time, was like, running around the house like with the phone and just like talking a mile a minute at one point he just got in his car and I was like did you just get in your car and he was like yeah I gotta get to Home Depot before it closes <laughs> and I was just like he's like you don't mind coming to the doctor polite. with me do you yeah <laughs> it was just so he didn't want unhinged. the date yeah it was so unhinged and he, like it wasn't like do you mind if I take you in the car with me to Home Depot like it's just like all of a sudden he was like in the car driving and I was like, okay. You're like in the locker room at the gym and he's changing clothes. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. 
Wow. That's, that's phenomenal. That's dating in 2022. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You guys, it's been um, really fun connecting so with fun. you and, and chatting and sharing single lives and perspectives. Do you, either of you have shows coming up that you want to mention real quick? Yeah, I'll be all my sites. I'm traveling a lot. I'll be in uh, Reno, Vegas, Florida and uh, Chicago. PaulFComedy.com has all my dates. So, all right. Cool. Wait, nothing in New York City. Nothing in New York planned Shame right now. You. Trying to get that in June, but we'll see. Okay, cool. Can I Both. plug my songs that are coming out? Oh yeah, girl, get in there. Yeah, I have a song coming out on April first. My astrology song, and I'll have more songs coming out throughout the spring and summer, and people can listen to my songs. Wherever they listen to music, just searching Abby Feldman. Abby has so much uh, fun content, like I said, around dating and being single. So Abby, if you're open to it, I'd love if you'd share some stuff with us and then we'll repost on on socials so that you guys can be introduced into the fabulous world that is Abby Feldman. Great. Well, thank you guys both again. It was amazing connecting with you and having yep. you here and this making me feel like I can still have my one-on-one conversations on hashtag single. So thank you for being open and, and being vulnerable with me. And as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hashtag Single. I hope you enjoyed it. If there's anything in the podcast that made you think of a single friend of yours who would enjoy any of the conversations we've listened to, maybe you have a friend whose mother is using their dating app for them and matching them, just like (laughs) Abby's. What do we know? Uh, Feel free to share it. As always, we're over on Instagram at Hashtag Single Pod. Come join the convo. And if you're feeling like very generous today, maybe you even want to do a nice little rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. That would make my day. Or if they're feeling That's really for- generous and they want to Venmo me at <laughs> Abby, 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 Abby. Just send all of us money because we're broke artists, please. And thank you. <laughs> uh, that's it for this episode of Hashtag Single, you guys. We will catch you next time.